Welcome to the Rural Revitalization Network podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rob Beckett and Dr. Desmond Barrett, the founders of the Rural Revitalization Network. The network is committed to encouraging pastors, churches, and communities throughout rural America to engage, equip, and empower through local resources to build God's church. Welcome to episode eight of the Rural Revitalization Podcast with Pastor Rob Beckett and myself, Dr. Desmond Barrett. Today we're talking on this episode, the past is not a hero, but can be of help. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to look at five different key areas as we talk about the the past is not a hero, but can help. At the birth of any church, there was a vision, a person who obeyed God's voice. And people that believe in the purpose of the church, it is essential and crucial to understand the initial excitement and enthusiasm that the church fathers had in the beginning of your church. Uh, Your church is there today because someone obeyed God's voice and planted a church where you are right now. And so as we look at the five points today, the first one is to see the past as a foundational for today. Yeah, uh, for us at uh, Shepherdsville, I remember the story that was told that uh, it was just absolutely inspirational for everything that we did at our church. Uh, talked about Brother Stess and, and how he uh, God had laid a uh, burden on his heart to start a church in Shepherdsville. And uh, like a lot of churches, uh, he didn't have a building, he didn't have property, he didn't have a place. So what he did, he went down to the local elementary school, and they allowed him to have a church service on Sunday morning uh, in, that, uh, in that school. And so what he did, he didn't have a, a big congregation or a, a lead uh, congregation to start off. Launch team is what I was looking for. He didn't have no launch team. His launch team was his family, which was like his five kids and his wife. So what they did, they went to the elementary school um, every Sunday morning to, to the gymnasium. And so they would go all the way down to the music room, which was at the end of the hallway, and they would push this piano all the way up uh, into the gymnasium, and they would set the chairs, and uh, they would have their church service. Well, the thing is, the, the first few weeks, it was only him and his family him, his wife, and his kids, and it was like that. It went on and on for months, and for one full year, uh, that's who the church congregation was. It was him, his wife, and his kids, and he preached just like he was preaching to thousands of people, and he pushed that piano up and down that hall each and every week just as faithfully, just as consistent as anybody, and uh, finally it came to the end of that one year, and uh, uh, Sister Stess tells me often that, that Brother Stess had, had turned to her and it was going to be about that year turn. And, and uh, he turned to her. He says, you know, he says, if nobody shows up today, he says, I believe that maybe I misunderstood what God's call was. And so if nobody shows up today, we're just going to call it quits. So she tells me that he went down there. He went down there that morning. And here he is pushing that piano up that hallway and, and setting up the chairs. And they're getting ready to get started. And he says, right about the time they get started, here's this little family turns the corner and pops her head around the corner and says, is this where the Nazarene church uh, meets at? 
And they said, yes, it is. And from that day forward, uh, now we're 48 years later and the church still exists. And so we have to have the same enthusiasm, the same obedience, the same persistence. It may not be a piano down the hallway, but it may be the next thing that we have to do each and every Sunday and just have the same determination that we are going to give the same energy to the church and to God each and every week. So you may not have a foundational pastor in your family, uh, in your church, or their family still in the church, but you may have an opportunity to go back and look at all the minutes. And let me encourage you to go back and read all the minutes of that you can get a hold of in your local church that your church board has taken. That will help you get that foundational outlook of where the church has been, and it will help you as you celebrate not only the past, but you begin to dream dreams of what the future is. Let me, let me add into that, that the past is not your enemy. It is not necessarily your enemy. You can take the past and build off of that and, and, and not let it be something that you have to fight against. Well, that takes us to point number two. Let go of the past mistakes and failures. Again, pastor, you're not fighting what the other pastor has done before. You are not that pastor. You're not his family. You're, you're not what generations were uh, be previous. You are who God has called you to be for this season in the life of the church. You cannot hold grudges against people that you had nothing to do with. And those people that are in your church, if we're truly going to be sanctified believers, they have to surrender their will for God's will in the local church. As we've shared many times on this podcast, prayer has to be at the center of a revitalization effort. And before you get into the vision, before you start celebrating anything, let's bring your people into a season of prayer. Is it 10 days? Is it 21 days? Is it 60 days? Is it 90 days? Whatever works for your local context. I want to encourage you to become a people of prayer. And when you're praying, when you're preaching, when you're sharing, when you're listening, remember it's not about the mistakes and failures of those who have come before, because you cannot change the past, but you can walk forward together in the future. Yeah, revitalization will not work with people pointing fingers and blaming each other. That You can't do that. Learn from the mistakes and the errors of the past, a church does not have to be defined by its past mistakes or its failures. You are setting a new course that God has given you and you take it that course. Don't look back. The past is gone. The past is done. You celebrate, you remember, you, and you, you recognize that history, but you cannot build your foundation on that on that uh, past, or mistakes in history. You have to go forward. And so it takes us to our third point today as we look at the past is not a hero, but it sure can help. You got to rethink a new way forward. Think about that for a moment. You got to rethink a new way forward. You celebrate that pioneering pastor who came in and planted the church. You celebrate all the men and women who have been a part of that church as pastor, as pastoral families, as leaders in the church. But you have to begin to rethink, what does God want me to do in this season in the life of the church? If you're going to be the church that God has called you to be, you cannot be the church from 1942 when the church was founded. You cannot be the church from 1990 in its heyday. You have to be the church that God has called you to today. Yes, it's guaranteed that the church that you are in today is not the same as it was 10 years ago 
20 years ago and 30 years ago. The community you're, you're located in will look different uh, than it did when the church opened. For example, in our church, when our church was built, the street didn't even go past the driveway. Now there's a community of over 100 houses uh, in that community behind, uh, beside Downs Church. And so you are not looking like today like it did in the past. The community, uh, you have to figure out those changes and adjust and go forward. So I want to encourage you to, as you rethink uh, a new way forward, why don't you take a prayer walk with some of your people? If your church is placed in a community where there is a neighborhood around it, why don't you walk it? Why don't you allow them to speak into your heart and speak into your mind what the community used to look like? Maybe they'll talk about how there used to be a lot of children, but now the children have moved away and it's just older people. Why don't you allow them to explain when this wing of the church was built, what was the vision? Why was it built? Uh, what is the purpose of it in the past? That will enable you to get everything that you need, the knowledge base to help your church move forward and rethink a way forward. As much as we want things to stay the same, all around us it's changing. And so too in the life of the church. We see that throughout Scripture. God had a great plan in the garden to walk with man and woman. And along the way, life got in the way, sin, and it corrupted God's plan. And time and time again, he tried to bring the remnant of the church back together. I believe that's what he's doing today. Don't allow the devil to defeat you. Rethink, recharge, refire, and allow God to move. Takes us to our fourth point. We have to develop unity by bridging the past and, pre and present to the future. Yeah, it... Uh it is human nature that people automatically want to reminisce. It's a natural thing. It just naturally flows from us. So we have to be careful in the church. It's okay to reminisce. It's okay to remember. But we can't get caught in that cycle and get stuck in that cycle. We have to allow our people. We have to encourage our people. We have to, to uh, develop our people to be dreamers for God. God puts a dream in our hearts. That dream, we might call it vision. We might call it, you know, whatever it may be. But that God puts that in our, in our uh, hearts if we seek after him. He says, he says, if you will seek after me, you'll find me every time. If we are seeking God's vision, God's dream for our church, for our community, for the people around us, he will place it in us. It's guaranteed. I take that. I, I, I take that. I own that. I believe that God will place that in you if you ask for it, if you pray for it. And, and we have to allow our people to dream. We have to encourage them to do that. Sometimes that means we, we have to even show them how to dream. That's all right. That's good. That's some good Sunday night, Wednesday night stuff that we can be dreaming what God wants for us and go into your prayer time and pray about that. And it can be a good exercise for your church. And what's that going to do? It's going to, we talk about so many times, a propelling, pushing forward the church and the kingdom of God. 
And so when we look at developing unity by bridging the past and the present to the future, we cannot be a church that is stuck in the past. You have to help your people to bridge that, talk about where we are in the present as you move forward in the future. When I became a Nazarene nearly two decades ago, I remember walking into the church and they talked about building a brand new building, but they talked about the heyday, which had happened 10 years prior. Now, five pastors later and 20 years later, they still have never built the building. They continue to talk about it, and they continue to talk about a heyday, which is now 30 years on. I wonder if that's happening in your own local church. And you have an opportunity, pastor, to be the encourager, to celebrate the past, but not allowing the past to be a hero. The hero in the church is Jesus Christ. The hero in the church is each and every man and woman and child that enter your doors that is trying to do their very best on their Christian walk. Let us be a people today that don't get stuck in the past, but get stuck on God. What is it? What's the plan that God has for your local church? What what is God calling you to do? Celebrate it by unifying and bridging the past with the present as you begin to dream again. And then it takes us to our fifth and final point on the past is not a hero, but it can help. You have to be willing to be bold and flexible depending on the particular issue. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, And nothing in the church is cookie cutter. Uh, What works and what happens in one church will not necessarily happen in another church. Uh, One church may have a ministry that is geared towards a particular uh, portion of the of the population or the community, and and it works in their context because that's what their context is involved in. But it doesn't necessarily come out and and be placed into another one, and it automatically works. Uh, for instance, is uh, Shepherd's Pantry. You know, Shepherd's Pantry w- works great in some places, most places, but it will not necessarily work in every single place because if if you're if it's a, a place where uh, there is no traffic or or the church is off the the main road, then there's no traffic to that. Uh, it may not work just right, and you have to be flexible in what those things may be. Maybe it's not a, a shepherd's pantry out in your parking lot, but maybe it's a food pantry where where you make those intentional relationships and build. And maybe it's a, a working in your church or working through the families in your church. Uh, we have to be able to to uh, be flexible in those ministries uh, to let God work and uh, and depending on the issues. And so when, when Rob is talking about Shepherd's Pantry, he's talking about a small little pantry on a stick that he placed in front of his church, and it went like wildfire once he shared it with his local congregation and then his community paper in over 37 different areas, from government offices to churches to small businesses, asked that a pantry be set in front of their place, and they were able to spread the gospel. And it reminds us that when we talk about be willing to be bold and flexible depending on the issue, it brings us back to what the network is about. It's it's delivering through various resources and networking of pastors and churches using regular monthly meetings and quarterly workshops and books and articles and podcasts just like this and blogs and interviews with various leaders and teachers to encourage you and to equip you and to empower you to walk with each of us as brothers and sisters in Christ 
that we have to be bold and willing to be flexible depending on the issue. We're never going to go against the doctrine of our church. We're never going to say uh, uh, something against the Bible. We're going to stand on principle, but we can do ministry in different ways. So maybe the shepherd's pantry, a small pantry outside of your church, works well because you're in a poverty area. It may not work well for another church. Find out where the need is. Mm. See if anybody is meeting that need. Can you come up alongside of that need? And if not, that's where you begin to do what God has for you in the local church. Pastor Desmond, let me add uh, onto that and tag onto that, uh, referring back to the network, that, that that is where you can do community assessments. Finding out what the gaps are in your community, where the needs are in your community, so that you can be able to be flexible and and to uh, be able to do things. And we have that tool on the website, and we'll be able to help you with that and give you a community assessment so that you can take that and and figure out what is your context, what is your um, ministry in your place. Uh, because, you know, really it doesn't matter what the ministry is everywhere else if it doesn't work in where you're at. And so as we close today, remember that the past is not a hero, but it can help. And here are the five key areas. See the past as foundational for today. Two, let go of past mistakes and failures. Three, rethink a new way forward. Four, develop unity by bridging the past and present to the future. And five, be willing to be bold and flexible depending on the issue. And my friends, thank you so much for joining Pastor Rob and I and joining us today. And if you are a pastor or a staff leader or in need of support, coaching, and encouragement, why don't you share this podcast or join us at our network Facebook page at Rural Revitalization Network, or why don't you go to our website, rural-revitalization.network, and join us there. We want to help you. We want these resources to get in the hands of those that are fighting and are struggling, but are doing it to the glory of God in the rural area, building the church. Until next week, my friends, remember, you are doing better than you realize. God bless you. Have a great week.